Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I did pretty good, man. Uh, kind of started off a little slow in rebounding. Um, just trying to get in better position. Um, but came out second half, got better position, and just tried to go get everyone that I could get. And everything else kind of fell in line. Um, and I wish we came out with that win. Um, you know, 0 for 5 on the free throw line, I got to be better than that. I um, usually am, but you know, it happens, you know, get back to it. But overall, I think I did pretty good. Um, just just learning on the fly, continuing to learn the system, man. Just keep, keep you know, stacking days. That's former number two overall pick Marvin Bagley giving his assessment of how he played in his Wizards debut last night. They fell 113-109 to the New York Knicks. But Marvin Bagley, the third, with just a phenomenal performance, 20 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, two steals, three blocks on 10 of 16 shooting, as he mentioned, 0 of 5 from the free throw line. So it should have been a monstrous uh, debut for Marvin Bagley. But if you got the chance to watch last night, Marvin Bagley in his Duffy on both sides of the floor, man. You saw him affecting shots at the rim. You saw him challenging shots at the rim. You you saw him finish with the left hand a couple of times. He's a left-handed guy, so... His ability to 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 cut was on full display. His passing prowess from the elbow, I think, is something that Washington's missing at the center spot. Daniel Gafford is not a natural shot creator. Um, just looking at some of the different positions that Wes Hunsell Jr. put Marvin Bagley in, I think Washington may have gotten a steal. He's going to be under contract for you next year. He helps you meet that cap floor that you have to meet uh, in order to you know, legally run your NBA team, right? Because you know they're going to have a bevy of cap space. They're trying to take on teams' bad contracts to to help meet that uh, salary floor. But I think Marvin Bagley is someone that when this thing finally turns around for Washington, he may be a backup center for you, or he may turn into an asset. So Marvin Bagley and his Wizards debut, uh, absolutely tremendous. I mentioned the team fell 109-113. They play again tomorrow night. Uh, we get to see Victor Wembanyama come to town for the first time, uh, and he'll go up against his former teammate Bilal Koulibaly of the Mets '92. Both of those two guys tearing it up uh, in France a season ago. Jordan Poole had another strong performance last night. I wanted to highlight him while we had some time, man. I feel like the more and more that Jordan Poole plays on the basketball, the better uh, that he's continuing to get. 
I read y'all, I'll read y'all pool stat line here points wise. The last one, two, three, four, five games. 24 points, 28 points, 20 points, 16 points, and then 24 points last night. Jordan Poole in his last five games, uh, his shot 50% or better in three of those games. So you're starting to see the efficiency turn up as well. And the trade that Washington made last week, they send Mike Muscala and Danilo Gallinari to the Detroit Pistons. In return, uh, they get Marvin Bagley, who we just mentioned, and they also get Isaiah Livers, uh, who did not play last night for the Wizards, but he is former college teammate of Jordan Poole at the University of Michigan, and they are best friends. So if you're trying to keep the morale of Jordan Poole on the up and up, bringing in Isaiah Livers is absolutely huge. Uh, Uptown Don, if you got it, head coach of the Wizards, Wes Unsell Jr., uh, expounded a little bit more about Marvin Bagley's debut. He showed us in limited time, you know, practice and a half, that uh, he could pick things up, and that's a heck of a start for him. You know, um, I thought he had a well-balanced game offensively, defensively. Um, you know, even things that happened on the fly, I thought the group in general helped talk him through situations to keep him organized. So that's, uh, that's growth for us. That is growth. Growth that's going to be needed if Washington – He's going to have a respectable record by season's end. I saw something last night as I was getting ready for the show. (laughs) The Wizards have already clinched that they will not finish over 500 this year. So that is, uh, it's not very good. But we understand what state the team is in right now. I mentioned the trade deadline. That's coming up in February. We're still about a month or so out from that. There was a big time trade that went on. Last week in the association, Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors, we all knew that he was eventually going to get dealt. Uh, that deal goes down. He goes to the Indiana Pacers to team up uh, with all-star guard Tyrese Halliburton, and it really changes the outlook for Indiana in the Eastern Conference. Just looking at the framework of the deal, two 2024 first-round picks coming uh, from, excuse me, yes, the Raptors get back two first-round picks in 2024, and they get a first-round pick in 2026 as well, along with Kira Lewis, Jordan Nora, and Bruce Brown. So that's three first-round picks for Pascal Siakam, who is a damn good player, right? Former All-Star. The reason I thought the trade was so important and why it had why it had meaning here locally in D.C., Washington right now, we know they're going to be super active at the NBA's trade deadline. And I'm trying to pull up my Twitter app here real quick to read you all. This is from this is from our guy, Evan Sidiri, uh, who covers the NBA for Forbes. And he is a pretty credible guy. Said, wrote a piece earlier today, or wrote a piece for Hoops Hype, him and Michael Scotto, Michael Scotto, uh, senior NBA insider for USA Today. Washington expected to be eager as a facilitator over the next few weeks in trades. Washington, according to reports, is willing to take on unwanted salaries and multi-team deals for future draft picks and young players, a.k.a. let Michael Winger, let Will Dawkins cook. I love everything about this. I was... 
watching the game last night with my bro, and he goes, man, you gas every Wizards player that we get. You're saying that Marvin Bagley was a steal. Hell yeah, Marvin Bagley was a steal. Because you gave up two guys that weren't a part of your long-term plans anyway, and you get back somebody in Marvin Bagley that's a former number two overall pick that you can take a flyer on, and who knows what he's able to develop into. This is only his fifth year in the NBA. Before he played last night in that game against the Knicks, he had had eight straight DNPs with the Detroit Pistons. So for him being cold, ain't really played basketball for the last month, and he gives you 23 blocks, 11 boards, y'all watch out for Marvin Bagley. I I for sure feel like he can be one of those feel-good stories, man. He's only 24 years old. Only 24, man. He's got so much room to continue to grow and ascend as a player. Similar to how we saw Kyle Kuzma grow and ascend here as a player. And I brought up the Siakam trade. That probably is the framework for a Kyle Kuzma trade. And we'll talk to Josh Robbins and go into a little bit more detail about what the market is talking about for Kyle Kuzma. But based on everything I'm reading and talking to sources, his contract is viewed as a net positive asset throughout the NBA. He signed a pretty team-friendly deal. And when you look at who the player is, ascending, still young enough to where he's getting better, it's a damn good asset that you have if you're the Washington Wizards. Now, I will say this about whether or not I want Kuz to ultimately be dealt. You got to have some good players stick around, right? You can't trade everybody. We expect Tyus Jones, who had 15 assists last night, just raising his trade value. We expect Tyus Jones to get dealt. He probably nets you a first-round pick. Uh, Potential suitors for him include the Lakers, Boston. um, as as, As well as a multitude of other different teams. But there will be a market out there for Tyus Jones. Team like the Sixers could damn sure use Tyus Jones. The Knicks could use Tyus Jones. The Bucks could use Tyus Jones. There's a market out there for him. He may net you a first-round pick. DeLone Wright, one of the better defenders at the guard position. You look at a team like Indiana, like Milwaukee, like Dallas. They could use a guy like DeLone Wright. So Washington is in damn good position here in terms of trusting the process, so to speak. They have assets. I know everyone's been getting on Wes Unseld's case about the minutes and we're not seeing enough of Bilal Koulibaly. Corey Kispert only played 17 minutes last night, two of three from beyond the arc, had the best plus-minus rating on the team, yet only played 17 minutes in a four-point game. They're trying to showcase the other guys. They got to get Landry Shaman to look. They got to let folks see DeLone Wright. They got to showcase these dudes. You're playing the long game here if you're the Wizards. I'm telling you straight up. Yeah, I know it seems cool to get three first-round picks back for Kyle Kuzma, but like I continue to say, you got to have some talent on the team. You got to have some talent on. I'm not saying Kuz is untouchable. But you'd have to knock my socks off to get me to move Kyle Kuzma. Now, there's some benefits to potentially clearing him out of the lineup. Get to see more Denny Avdia. 
More shots for him. More shots for Bilal Koulibaly. I think we'll see more of Denny Avdia at point guard when Tyus Jones gets moved as well. Think about this. If they move DeLone, Shamit, and Tyus, more point guard pool, please. They got to do something in the backcourt. Someone's got to play. And obviously when these deals go down, you may get young players in return or a veteran in return that easily fills out those minutes. But a lot to discuss, a lot to sift through if you're the Washington Wizards. 7-33 and right now, but that's not important. Young players playing well. And Marvin Bagley, if his Wizards tenure is going to be anything like his Wizards debut, we may be seeing a career renaissance for the former number two overall pick. We'll continue our discussion on the Washington Wizards coming up next. Our pal Josh Robbins set to join us. He covers the team for The Athletic. We'll ask him about what he's hearing in terms of the Wizards and their activity as we inch near the trade deadline. And we'll ask him his thoughts on Marvin Bagley and what the future for him could be here in D.C. Josh Robbins coming up next here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. The youngest in charge, Robert Linnell Willingham, riding with you for about another 40 minutes tonight. Before we hand things over to CBS Sports Radio, we will continue our round ball discussion on the Washington Wizards. To do so, we'll make our way out to the BetQL guest hotline is where we find Josh Robbins, who covers the Washington Wizards for The Athletic. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Joshua B. Robbins. Ignore the awkward pause I just took, Josh. I was trying to punch you up. I didn't forget who you are, my friend. Long time no see. How are you? That's right. That's right. You, you said continue to talk about the Wizards. Who were you talking about them with before I got on the phone? Oh, I was talking to myself. You know how I do <laughs> on certain weeknights here, 630 to 10 on the fan. I was just talking a hole in my own head, Josh. Well, considering how knowledgeable you are, that would have been really fun to listen to. Josh, it's been, really uh, would have been. It's been interesting here the past couple of weeks for the team. Obviously, a lot of news, a lot of rumors on the trade front. 
Uh, we had a deal go down last week. It feels like all the days are jumbling together. So if it was earlier this week, excuse me. Uh, Marvin Bagley Jr. and Isaiah Livers coming over to the Washington Wizards. They also get two second-round picks. What did you make of the move at first blush? And then how have your thoughts of the move changed after watching Marvin Bagley debut last night? I thought Marvin Bagley was good last night, 20-11. and 11. Uh, Anyone would have thought he played well. Yeah. And my thoughts about the trade remain the same, that the Wizards cut loose two guys who weren't going to be a part of their long-term plans, two guys who were unrestricted free agents and really hadn't played very well anyway, and brought in two young guys who, if they play well, could have a chance to be one of those uh, couple guys who, who stay with them for a couple of years, maybe longer. Uh, they also brought in two second-round picks. So, it's, it's yes, they took on Marvin Bagley's $12.5 million for next year, but it was a no-brainer move. I like the move. And I can't imagine how they could have done any better yeah. with Gallo and Muscala. I just – I don't – they, they – Pulled a rabbit out of their hat here. <laughs> it honestly makes me question what the hell is going on with Detroit, that they're willing to just give up on uh, two young prospects like Bagley and Livers, but one man's trash is another's treasure. You mentioned the second-round picks that they got in return. I look – obviously, you love adding Marvin and you love adding Isaiah. I look at them adding the two second-round picks as sort of a breath of fresh air considering how the previous regime, Josh, didn't seem to value – those second-round picks. We know, obviously, the NBA draft, the NFL draft, it's all a crapshoot. The more bites at the apple you have, the more likely you are to get a franchise-altering talent. What do you think about this front office's mentality moving forward in terms of acquiring picks versus players? Well, they're going to want to acquire as many picks as they possibly can over the next few years. That's true. I don't think it's... uh, I don't think it's really useful to equate a second-round pick in the NBA to a second-round pick in the NFL. Well, correct, correct. But, and, and actually, if I remember correctly, in the deal the Wizards got for Porzingis, when they traded for Porzingis, they actually got a second-round pick. So, and this regime, I think, traded its early second-round pick in this last draft. Huh. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a... I don't uh, really think too highly of second-round picks. Is it nice to have them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you package them maybe in a trade? Yes. But I just don't think that, for the most part, they are going to be the difference between long-term success and not. I think That's there's fair. a little too much. I think that there's a little too much made of that, with the caveat being that right now I'm watching Jokic play, <laughs> second-round <laughs> pick. Draymond, if I remember correctly, second-round mm-hmm. pick. So – uh, yes, you can you can hit on those second round picks, and when you do, it's the product of really good scouting. And yeah. I think uh, they're going to be making upgrades there, and have made upgrades there in that in that regard. We're joined right now on the BetQL guest hotline by our pal Josh Robbins. He covers the Washington Wizards for the Athletic. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Joshua B Robbins. I mentioned some rumors floating around the Washington Wizards right now as we continue to inch closer. Uh, towards February's trade deadline, uh, I saw, I always pronounce this guy's name wrong, Josh Robbins. Michael Scotto? 
Okay. Am I saying the name? <laughs> am I saying the name right? That's why I'm, I'm kind of asking you. Scoto. 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 Okay. He yeah. he reported earlier that you know Washington is expected to eagerly act as a trade facilitator over the next few weeks, and they want to take on unwanted salary uh, and multi-team deals for future draft picks and young players. We expected them to have that mentality when you kind of look at where they are as a franchise and, and trying to rebuild. That wasn't really the big takeaway for me. The conversation surrounding Kyle Kuzma and what his market is going to be is much more fascinating to me, Josh. Two-parter for you. One, what type of deal, if you were Mike Winger and Will Dawkins, would you be looking for in exchange for Kuzma? And then two, I know we've had this discussion, me and you off air, do you think, or how do you, how do they strike that balance, Josh? Of yes, you want to acquire assets for the future, but you also want to have guys in house to help you be competitive now. The reality is, is they're yes, they played well last night. I thought, uh, but for the most part, they're not competitive, even with Kuz, even with Jordan Poole. Um, you could say, especially with Jordan Poole, he's been he he struggled for the most part. You, they have to get as many valuable picks as they can. And I don't mean second-round picks, prefer, right. and I don't mean late first-round picks. But when a team that's going to be trading for coups, for the most part, is going to do it hoping to contend for this year, which therefore means those teams probably are going to be picking in the bottom 10 of the first round right. um, this year. Uh, so... What they're going to be, and you mentioned Scoto's report. You know, that's not a report, okay? Mm-hmm. It's when you say so and so is expected to do this, any idiot could right. could infer that. Um, and a lot of this stuff passes for reporting. It's not reporting, but it is. It, it's an open. It's not even a secret. It's an open right. knowledge <laughs> that that the Wizards are go, would like to get draft picks and. Young players who have as much upside and contractual control as possible. So, what is the balance with Kuzma? Well, if you can get a really good deal, then you ha- then I think they would probably make that move. Uh, it's not that they don't value Kuzma; they do value Kuzma, and having him around makes the going easier on offense for everybody else. Yeah. But if they have an offer that they can't refuse, uh, say a first round pick in twenty twenty six or a first-round pick early-ish next season, then they would very seriously have to consider that and perhaps do that pick, do that trade. Yeah. I think it's it's a fascinating discussion to have because, as you mentioned, any team looking to acquire Kyle Kuzma uh, by February's deadline probably considers themselves to be in the ilk of a contender and that draft pick is probably not going to be valuable. You mentioned – the future picks. Do you think those future picks, if they can get something in 26 and 27, have more value uh, than something that could possibly come around this summer? Yes, a 2026 pick, that's going to be the draft. Yeah. That's going to be. Um, and if they can get a, a, a pick, say 10 and number 10 in 2020, I'm just throwing out a number right. here, 10th overall in 2026, that's going to be a heck of a lot more valuable than 10. Yeah. This year, this this year's draft is in the top three. You can come away with a good player, uh, but it's not, does it has nowhere close to the depth that twenty twenty six is expected to have, or this last year had. 
Josh, you brought and, up. And, 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 and therefore, it's going to be tough to get. It's yeah. going to be tough to get that pick. Yeah, and hopefully this, the first-round picks that we have from Phoenix, by the time that draft rolls around, you may have some good fortunes if you're the Washington Wizards. You brought up Jordan Poole, and I think – I know we've had numerous of discussions about him you know, off the record and what this year has been like for him. What do you make of them – Bringing in Isaiah Livers, do you think that ha- has much to do with trying to appease Kuz? And then what do you think of his play here over the past five or six games? You're starting to see him get more reps on the basketball. In return, we've seen him be a little bit more efficient offensively. Do you think he's starting to turn a corner, or, or is there more you need to see here? Uh, you mean appease pool? Yes. Uh, no, no, I don't see that. I think that Isaiah Livers is the kind of tall possible potential three and D type of person. If he, if his shooting comes around that the whole league wants, uh, if his shooting comes around uh, big, tall, athletic guy plays hard on defense. Um, as for pool, his scoring has gone up recently, but he's still been not very good. And the reality is that in today's game, if you're not a two-way player, if you can't defend, well, then you better be a great scorer. You better be over 25 a night. And not only is Jordan Poole not over 25 a night, he's also, for the most part, not very efficient. Yeah. Um, hasn't played well, with the caveat being that he doesn't have enough offensive threats around him and – other teams are loading to him and are being physical, making sure that he's not successful. Uh, but the reality, just the reality, he hasn't played well, and he's not a two-way player, and it's an issue. It's an issue. What, the, all the stuff about off the court and that, mm-hmm. time, that timeout thing in Brooklyn was the biggest uh, false – yeah, if you the video, the people who edited that video, mm-hmm. and I think they were fans, they belong on some sort of sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> editing because they made that video. Well, credit to them, Josh. Look, it was it was hell of work, man. It was great work. It made it made it made Jordan Poole look like a malign yes. influence, which he isn't. He's not in that video of that game in Brooklyn during that timeout. Jordan, and I've seen the video itself. It was aired on Monumental. Uh, as the game was going on, he was actually staring at that whiteboard for 17 consecutive seconds. Yeah. So that that whole thing was, um, I can't, you know, malarkey. As Dave Chappelle would say, yeah. a, a load of malarkey. <laughs> Josh getting creative with this here tonight on Overtime Big game tomorrow night, huh? Victor Wimbanyama coming to town for the first time. Actually sat out the first half of San Antonio's back-to-back. They're in Charlotte tonight before traveling to D.C. later on. Uh, What do you make of the matchup? I saw the story that you wrote. I want to let you expound upon that and give the fans a little bit of backstory into the relationship between Wizards' first-round pick and the number one overall pick, Victor Wimbanyama. Well, thank you. Um yeah, that's a good little feature about their background and how when Bilal needed a pick-me-up, um, a boost, Victor Wembenyama gave it to him at just the right time with just the right thing to say. I would encourage anyone to try and read that piece on The Athletic. Uh, I look forward to tomorrow night. Yeah. 
I mean, this is uh, Victor Wembanyama is a is a generational prospect, a seven foot four guy who who plays with the skill of a guard. Yeah. <laughs> so to to watch him in a game that counts as opposed to summer league uh, is going to be a treat. And it's going to be extraordinarily meaningful for both Bilal and Wembenyama. Uh, it really will mean a lot to them. And uh, I look forward to seeing it play out. Yeah, these two go way back with each other. And I, I think you, you put it perfectly. I just retweeted it. Uh, it's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP on my Twitter. It's at Joshua B. Robbins. Uh, to read that feature story via The Athletic, Josh doing a nice job providing some background into the relationship between Victor Wembanyama and Bilal Koulibaly. want to let you go on a little bit of a Bilal Koulibaly update, Josh. We've been pretty impressed by this young man's development over the course of the first 30 or so games here in the season. As we continue uh, to, to move toward the trade deadline and as we get into those months after the trade deadline, what do you expect to see from Bilal Koulibaly and how impressed have you been with him to this point? Well, I have been very impressed uh, with his poise, with his court, his, his court feel, um, his quick decision-making, his athleticism, and he's not even fully grown yet. He's not, and he's certainly nowhere near as strong or as muscular as he will be three years from now. Yeah. Uh, you know, so many fans are concerned that he's not taking a lot of shots. I, think, I, I don't think that's a worry right now. I think – I think the Wizards are building him up one piece at a time yeah. right now on defense primarily. And though the offense, hopefully, certainly the opportunities will come. Hopefully the execution will come when the opportunities arrive. And if the Wizards do trade uh, some high-usage players at the deadline, well, then those shots have got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And his usage would increase at least a little bit. And yeah, will he become a full two-way player in time? I don't know yet. But I know that those opportunities will start to really increase, maybe late this season, certainly to a degree next year, and then more after that. And considering he's the third youngest player in the league, time is on Washington's side Yes, on that. Indeed. Indeed, my friend. One team that... uh could potentially help Washington get some more draft capitals. The Phoenix Suns, if they want to pick up Tyus Jones, a point guard is needed in the in the desert. Josh Robbins, Devin Booker, 25 points in the first quarter. He's got 42 points with eight minutes left to go in the third quarter. So uh, hopefully Washington can help those efforts later down the line, Josh. <laughs> uh, yes, I don't know how much capital Phoenix has left. Right. <laughs> They've, they've kind of gone all – they've not kind of. They've gone all in. Yes. And this thing with that big three, this uh, mm. gamble, it's yeah. got to work. It's got to. It's got to work, or it's going to be a very tough rebuild. It's going to be a tough rebuild in Phoenix. There's no question. Yeah. But you know, when does the rebuild start? Four years from now or two years from now? That's the re- that's the real question. <laughs> that is the million-dollar question, Josh Robbins. We appreciate you giving us some time, my friend. Uh, enjoy seeing Victor Wembanyama in person tomorrow night, my friend. I hope to see you in person tomorrow night. Unfortunately, Josh, making my CBS Sports Radio debut, so I will not get to be at the bank tomorrow, unfortunately. I'm on 5 to 10 
nationwide, Josh Robbins. So I'm missing for good. The reason. nation's gain. The nation's gain is my loss. <laughs> Happy. The good of the country is what's important here. <laughs> so congrats. You'll be great Josh, as always. Josh, I appreciate you giving me some time, my friend. I'll see you soon. Yep. Take care. That is Josh Robbins, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Joshua B. Robbins. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this bad boy. We'll preview divisional weekend in the National Football League. I'll give you my pick for all four games coming up next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Big shout-out to our guy Josh Robbins, who joined the program in the last segment. If you missed any of my conversation with Josh, download the always free Odyssey app. Use the Odyssey Rewind feature and go back to the 9-15 segment from our conversation with Josh Robbins. We talked all things Washington Wizards. Right now, though, get back to the NFL for a little bit, man. I said it earlier at the top of the show. Divisional round weekend, in my opinion, is where we separate the contenders from the pretenders. Now, we got that a little bit last week. No Dallas. They got blown out. Philadelphia proved to be a pretender last week. But this week, this week is really separation Saturday and separation Sunday. Because after this week, there's only going to be four left. We'll have our AFC championship matchup and our NFC championship uh, matchup set by this time Sunday. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, we'll preview each and every game uh, during divisional round weekend. We'll start with Texans and Ravens. Now, these two teams played earlier in the year, and it was probably the worst performance or the second worst performance of the season offensively uh, for D'Amico Ryans and the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud wasn't very good. And honestly, if you were going to judge C.J. Stroud or make projections about him based off their first matchup against the Ravens, you probably thought he wasn't going to be very good. Here's his head coach, D'Amico Ryans, 
talking about what he's learned about CJ since that moment. With CJ, where his growth is being shown the most to me is just, I would say, his calm and his confidence, right? And, and he's looking back at the Ravens game, made some big-time plays for us in that game as well. So, I mean, he's been the same player. But I think just his demeanor and how he's grown as a leader uh, has really, really stepped up, right, big-time for us. And when we need him most, I feel like just throughout the entire season now at this moment, like he's the leader that we need him to be. He's the player that we need him to be. His uh, demeanor right, on the field, off the field is exactly what you want out of a starting quarterback. There's a reason he's probably going to be the unanimous offensive rookie of the year. It's that mentality that C.J. Stroud has that provides confidence to the rest of that Texans team. On the flip side, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, hell of a regular season after a bunch of you know, speculation this offseason as to whether Lamar would even come back. They finished with a record of 13-4, and four, number one seed in the AFC. Here's Lamar on if the Ravens have even played their best game yet. Yeah, that that's the uh, yeah I believe we, we was you know uh, especially against the opponents we had you know playoff opponents and uh, that's the, that's the thing about that bye week I was like dang we got a bye week I, I believe we was getting into a groove you know we was getting more and more dialed in but it is what it is because you know Coach Harbaugh still made us practice like we was preparing for a game so I, I believe we'll still be ready. Ravens and Texans set to kick off tomorrow afternoon 4:30 Eastern time. Ravens right now are. Favorites against the Houston Texans. Odds right now via ESPN bet. Ravens nine and a half point favorites. I think Houston gets mollywopped in this one, man. I think I think Mike McDonald is going to put C.J. Stroud and company in the blender. I think the Ravens make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Give me Baltimore uh, tomorrow. The second half uh, of Divisional Saturday is Rams on the road taking on the San Francisco 49ers, the number one seed in the NFC conference, those Green Bay Packers, though, man, I told you last week, they're the youngest team ever in the NFL modern era to qualify for the postseason. Their youth and inexperience, you couldn't tell last weekend when they beat the hell out of the Dallas Cowboys. Jordan Love continuing to show he is that guy. Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Packers, talked earlier this week about what he's telling his team ahead of this big-time matchup. Well, you better play your best when you and, and also you better buckle your chin strap because they're a very physical football team and if you don't match that physicality they'll run you right off the field so that is a challenge for us um, like I said I got a lot of respect for their play style for their players their coaches and you have got to play your best in order to to play one of the elite, the elite teams in the National Football League Number one seed in the NFC, San Francisco. Nine and a half point favorites over Jordan Love and the upstart Packers. Give me the Packers in this one, and here's why. Matt LaFleur knows that Shanahan system inside and out. He's running a variation of it right now with the Packers. Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, also knows that scheme. I know you're probably thinking, what type of explanation is that? Bear with me. There's some issues right now in the secondary of the San Francisco 49ers. If they can at least stalemate the Niners up front of the line of scrimmage, I think they'll have a hell of an opportunity. I like the Packers to win. Let's go 23-20. to 20. I think it's a low-scoring game. and Both of these offenses make a big play when needed. But I think the Packers come out on top. Coming up Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern time, Bucks and Lions. Lions come into this one six-and-a-half-point favorites. They shocked the world last week. I don't want to say shocked the world, but 
they proved some of their doubters wrong uh, in their big-time win at home against Matt Stafford in the Rams. Here is quarterback Jared Goff talking about how they answered the critics. I got the question a lot prior to this past week of how will these guys handle this big game and hey, all these guys not playing in a big game before and I'm happy I don't have to answer that question anymore <laughs> because we won a big game and these guys can handle all this. So it'll be the same thing with this week is, yeah, it's another big game. It's another playoff game and these guys have played in big games. We just won a big game last week and um, we'll be ready to go. Yeah, Detroit six and a half point favorites over the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think it's going to be a close one. I think a field goal decides this contest. I think Tampa Bay covers, but ultimately... Uh, the Detroit Lions prevail. I like the way the Bucks are built. The interior of their defensive line, led by Vita Vea and Kalijah Kansi. If they can make the Detroit Lions one-dimensional, which I think they can, they'll have a shot. The finale, though, of divisional weekend, they saved the best for last. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs on the road taking on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo right now via ESPN bet. Just two-and-a-half-point favorites. We know this long historic rivalry between Kansas City and Buffalo over the past couple of seasons. This time, we get a little bit of a different wrinkle. Pat Mahomes playing in his first ever road playoff game. Here's what Patty had to say about that. I've been lucky enough to play a lot of games at home at Arrowhead Stadium. Kind of just everything's fell that way. Um, but now we get the great opportunity to go on the road, play in a hostile environment, one that I haven't been able to play with, stand, with fans in the stands. Um, and even though I know it's going to be hostile and it's gonna, there, there are going to be people talking trash and everything like that, I'm excited for it because, I mean, it's one of the best environments in football, and you want to do that when you grow up watching these games is play in the best environments and see what it's like. Pat Mahomes and company, two-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Buffalo Bills. I've been telling you guys all season long, I called them the BOTDs, the benefit of the doubt. Talking about Kansas City, that offense finally starting to come around. But defensively, we know Trent McDuffie and company have been getting it done all year long. Give me the Chiefs 30 to 27 tomorrow, or Sunday, excuse me, over the Buffalo Bills. So with my prediction, I got Packers and Lions in the NFC Championship and Ravens and Chiefs. So that goes. Big time weekend coming up here in the National Football League. You can hear from me tomorrow, 5 to 10 Eastern time. I'm making my CBS Sports Radio debut. We'll be live and local here in the district from 5 to 7.45 p.m. So tap in with the youngest in charge as we take this bad boy national. That's going to do it, though, here for this Friday night edition of Overtime. You can keep the conversation going with me on Twitter. It is at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Back with you tomorrow here on CBS Sports Radio. They're coming up next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 